At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Here's your host, Danny Burke. Welcome in, folks, to another episode of VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Excited to have you with us as we look forward to Thursday night football and a hell of a matchup at that. Joining me, as always, to get you ready for every single Thursday night primetime game is Matt Humans. You can follow him on Twitter at MattHumans247. Matt, we're looking at this matchup, and it's always a blast when you get the Chargers and Chiefs dueling it out. I mean, this thing opened up at about three back in May at some spots, total at about 52 in the hook. And, you know, you look around now, and the Chiefs have gotten a lot of love, as high as four in the hook, although consensus seems to be about four. And then the totals jumped up to about 54 in the hook as at this point. Do you think that this movement, as we just get right into it, right off the bat, honestly, man, I mean, this movement, is this because of what we saw last week with how dominant Kansas City was, or do you think that this number was inevitably going to get to this point the closer we got to game time? I laid the three with the Chiefs, and uh, I thought this number was based off of off-season perception that the Chiefs are going to take a step back without Tyreek Hill. I really liked what they did in terms of rebuilding their wide receiver core in the offseason. I also think uh, the number of three was uh, what was factored in was Justin Herbert's success against the Chiefs. He's beat him a couple times in the last two years in Kansas City. Uh, what people tend to forget is one of those was the last week of the season when the Kansas City Chiefs were not playing their guys, so it doesn't really count. Uh, but also, 
a lot of sharp betters loved the Chargers in the offseason. And I think that's like a broken record. Every year, sharps tend to love the Chargers in the offseason. And I think that's why you didn't see this number above three. I thought it was going to go above three. And Danny, I'm typically a dog player. Uh, so it might surprise you a little bit. I'm going to throw a curveball here. I'm not going to play the dog in this game. I kind of like the Chiefs, but I liked it better at the number of three than uh, three and a half for four. Yeah, now that it's gotten to that point of three in the hook and four, I feel like you pretty much look to avoid Kansas City unless you're implementing something with the in-game betting strategy because kind of like yourself, if it was at three, I do believe Kansas City would be the right play. And I'm pretty high on Justin Herbert and the Chargers this year, like many other people, Matt. But at the same time, I feel like we still have to be shown that we can trust this Chargers team on a consistent basis, that they're not going to be the Chargers of old that will find ways to shoot themselves in the foot. Now, they got off to a great start against the Raiders and Derek Carr. And look, a lot of that had to do with the defensive line and the acquisition of Khalil Mack putting him next to Bosa. Do you think this is going to cause Patrick Mahomes issues or... Are you fairly confident enough that as good as Patrick Mahomes is, as much as they've built up that offensive line, he'll still have enough protection to do his thing this game? I think he's going to have enough protection to do his thing. And uh, another thing about Mahomes is he's quicker with his reads and his releases than Derek Carr is. Carr tends to hold on to the ball too long. He's not as mobile in the pocket, not as shifty. And uh, you're not going to see Khalil Mack at three sacks this week. You remember when uh, Mack debuted in Chicago, he looked like a monster. Uh, right away, and everybody was thrilled. This guy's going to be awesome in this defense. And then uh, Khalil Mack kind of faded into the background, and injuries played a role in that. But uh, I thought he was a bust for the Bears. Uh, he gets three sacks in the opener. I think Derek Carr was kind of easy prey in the pocket in a sense. That's not going to be the case with Mahomes. He was 30 for 39, 360 yards, five TDs, no picks, no sacks. The Chargers did a really good job against the Raiders for the most part. Derek Carr did pass for 295, but they picked him off three times, sacked him three times. I thought what Carr did wrong in that game is that uh, he kind of went away from Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro too much. Those guys had a combined 12 targets. Devontae Adams had 17 targets alone. Carr tends to zero in on his favorite receiver a little bit too much. And even without J.C. Jackson, the Chargers' top cornerback, they did a pretty good job on the Raiders. They did not do a good job on Adams necessarily. The car was throwing to him, it seemed like, every time. Uh, I I really like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster in this offense. Sky Moore, the uh, rookie mm-hmm. receiver, only had one catch 30 yards last week. I think he's going to be more part of the offense. Kansas City still has plenty of weapons. And um, I think Mahomes is going to be a, a much more difficult challenge for the Chargers than Derek Carr was last week. Yeah, I think that would be uh, agreed upon by most people. Derek Carr did kind of look a little frazzled here and there during that week one opener. And maybe it is because it's week one working out the kinks, but that also sometimes is just who Derek Carr is. And Patrick Mahomes, as we know, is a completely different beast. And he has, I guess you could argue, more weapons now, like you mentioned. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, hopefully he can suffice well enough in the hole of Tyreek Hill and then you bring on Sky Moore, you got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you got a plethora of weapons in Kansas City as they typically do, and Travis Kelsey's still doing his thing. And look, I think the big part that you mentioned is the injuries here, and for the Chargers, not only J.C. Jackson, questionable for this game, like you mentioned, though, he was out last week, 
But Keenan Allen probably going to be out in this game, Matt. And I think that could end up being a big issue, too, for the Chargers. If it ends up coming into that shootout, which it always seems like it gets to that point between these two teams, Kansas City at the end of the game may have that edge. Once they get set up in their secondary, they're able to lock down Mike Williams and some of the other top targets. You're really going to miss the presence of Keenan Allen, and I feel like that could be a big difference maker in this one. It is. It's a big part of my handicap here, too, and that's why I don't like the Chargers in the game. Keenan Allen was targeted four times last week by Herbert. He had four catches for 66 yards, made a couple of big plays down the field, and I do think he's going to be missed in the offense this week. If you put Keenan Allen out there, it's a, it's a different handicap for me, but without him, uh, yes, Herbert did spread the ball around to so many different receivers last week, but it's more difficult to do when you don't have Keenan Allen stretching the defense, so uh, I think that's going to be a factor in this game that's overlooked by too many people who want to take the points with the dog. Um, I might be wrong here, but I think uh, that's going to be, like you said, a significant factor in this game and another reason why I like the Chiefs. Now, in terms of injuries, Matt, the one that we saw big time for the Chiefs, but then he came back out was Harrison Bucker, right? I mean, he slipped and kind of messed himself up there but then he came back at the end he's on the injury report is questionable I really haven't seen an in-depth update on him but if he were not able to go you see this line at four you see the total as high as 54 and a half what would that make you think if he's not able to go is it that hey they're still going to try that replacement kicker and he may miss an extra point or two or is it the other option they'll go for two they'll be more aggressive on fourth downs and maybe more points can come in this game because of that you know it's an interesting question i and we're not sure how it's going to play out in this game but i would say that I kind of like it in some cases if uh, you don't have kicking as an option because it forces teams to be more aggressive on fourth down. And the Chiefs, Andy Reid and Mahomes, are obviously willing to be aggressive, uh, more than willing to do that. So I, I don't think that's a negative. Might, they might get in a tight spot in this game where they have a fourth and long and you wish they had a kicker. Hey, if the Broncos didn't have McManus, who's got a big leg, they probably would have won that game uh, Monday night yeah. because – if you watched a lot of the uh, fourth and four, fourth and five, fourth and six uh, sort of scenarios in that game, Russell Wilson was able to find an open receiver, whether it was a back out of the backfield or a, uh, a quick route. And um, he was converting a lot of those third and shorts, I, I should say, uh, third and four, third and five, third and six. He was converting a whole lot of those throughout that game. And uh, fourth down would have been no different. I, I think the Broncos really uh, – used McManus as a crutch a little bit too much where I think, uh, yeah, he can boot a 60-yard field goal. You don't want to think that way and uh, put the ball in quarterbacks. I'm fine with having the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands if the Chiefs want to go for it on some fourth downs in this game instead of kicking it. All right, Matt, I want to just pose a couple different outlooks for betting opportunities for you, and I'll spend a little bit more time on it with Prop Shelf toward the end of this episode, and I'll still throw a couple at you, but before we fully get into these props, I just want to float these first half lines at you. Uh, we see about Kansas City laying three in the first half, totals at 27, or you can always bet the total team points. Chiefs at about 29 in the hook, Chargers at 24 in the hook. How do you think this game starts? And again, this kind of ties into the total overall, but will this be a higher scoring game and do any of those pique your interest? 
you know, we thought going into last week that uh, we're going to see a lot of shootouts in the AFC West. And I thought we'd see one between the Raiders and the Chargers. I was really disappointed in the Raiders' lack of urgency in the first half. I thought the play calling was a little bit too conservative. And uh, Derek Carr just didn't really bring it in the first half. And the Raiders had three points last week. That game stayed under the total. Really didn't threaten the total of 51 and a half or 52. And uh, that had mostly to do with the Raiders and uh, the fact they were sleepwalking through the first half of that game. I still think we are going to see a lot of shootouts. You know, we talked about the Keenan Allen injury, and that's one thing that concerns me with the over here because he's a big play guy down the field that stretches the defense, and you lose that element of the L.A. offense, and I think that's significant in this game. So, Danny, we all thought we are going to see higher scores, I think, in week one because you have the emphasis on the illegal contact penalties and just the, uh, the way the rules are just geared for the passing game. I thought we would see higher scores in week one. We did see one in the uh, Chiefs' win at Arizona. But 11 of the 16 games stayed under the total in the first week. So I don't want to go out here and predict a shootout in this game necessarily with Keenan Allen not being out there for the Chargers offense. And uh, the L.A. defense, I thought, did a really good job for the most part. Pass defense, putting pressure on the passer a week ago. So I don't think this is going to be a a crazy high-scoring circus uh, necessarily. I typically don't bet first halves, but I would have to say the value is taking a three. You said that if you can get a full three in the first half with the Chargers, yeah. I think you have to do that. Uh, what I prefer to do is why bet these games. And if one team falls behind and you still feel good about their situation, uh, you can take more points. Let's say the Chargers fall behind 10 nothing uh, right away. Grab a better line with the, with the Chargers at that point. That's typically uh, the way I prefer to bet these games instead of playing first half numbers. All right, Matt, let's get a little bit of thoughts from you in terms of these player props, and we'll go with the big guns here, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, at least out by me here in the state of Illinois. You can get Patrick Mahomes' passing yards prop anywhere from 295.5 up to 297.5. And And then you look at Justin Herbert, well, his number's anywhere from 279.5 up to 283 and a half of course we've been talking about the absence of keenan allen and you got to think that's going to be pretty big and well you could look at patrick mahomes side of things see what he's done in the past against the chargers uh 260 yards in the game they lost last year but 410 in the game they won and again if the chargers secondary missing jc jackson that just opens up the doors for more opportunities potentially for Patrick Mahomes. So uh, what stands out to you based off those two props for uh, Thursday night? I like Mahomes over. Now, last week you and I uh, broke down this game and I whiffed on the uh, home dog Rams, but I did get the Cooper Cup props right. So mm-hmm. we call it one and one. Cooper Cup went over his catches and receiving yards. That was fairly easy. This seems like another obvious play here to, to play Mahomes over 295 and a half. He threw for 360 last week. Like I said, he was 30 for 39. He was not touched in the pocket. Uh, Chiefs don't really get running the ball. It's kind of a diversion. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably stay away from the Herbert props just because of Keenan Allen, which I think is going to make a difference here. And, um, you know, the Chargers had a lot of trouble running the ball in the Raiders' defense last week. 31 carries, 76 yards. I would say, you know, if the, if the same thing repeats itself here, the Chargers are going to have to throw the ball. Herbert's probably going to have to throw a 40 to 50 times. Uh, but without Allen, I'm going to stay away from the Herbert prop. I think the better bet is uh, Mahomes over 295 and a half. I really feel like Mahomes, I don't want to say he's got the uh, it's a cliche to say he's got the chip on his shoulder, 
But I do think he's playing with something to prove this year because so many people talked about, hey, this offense is going to take a big step back without Tyreek Hill. And I think the Chiefs are, are trying to prove that, hey, we don't miss this guy. We're going to be fine. And Mahomes went up the Arizona secondary. Um, so it's kind of an obvious play, but I guess my play would be Mahomes over. Yeah, Matt. Hey, like you said last week, man, I mean, sometimes the obvious is the correct answer. You nailed it with Cooper Cup. Myself, I had the big time dud with Cam Akers over his rushing attempts. Didn't even get close. Sean McVay did me no favors in that regard, but that's why we're moving on to week two. And the same could be applied with Patrick Mahomes here, as you stated. I mean, it may seem obvious, but in this matchup, that's what he needs to do. And he went over that and then some against the Cardinals in a game where they just dominated from the start they didn't need to keep throwing that but that's Kansas City's offense they were making a statement and not only are they going to try to make a statement naturally against this Chargers team but he will actually need to throw the ball that much to keep up with the Chargers offense or to try to expand their lead that they may have against Los Angeles because that's the nature of their games and that's the nature of both of their offenses so I don't hate the idea of going over 295 and a half with Patrick Mahomes and his passing yards for Thursday night's game. Could be a very strong look as well as some of his other props like completions and pass attempts. And I'll speak on that a little bit more so later in this episode with Prop Shelf. But hey, Matt, before I transition into that, my man, anything else, any game, any kind of survivor strategy that you just want to throw out before we let you go here? I know you've already been delving into all the action for NFL Week 2, but anything that's really been catching your radar as of this point? You know, I'm surprised that so many people got knocked out of the Circus Survivor last week because I thought the Ravens were a pretty obvious play. And even if you have multiple entries, uh, Ravens, Chiefs, you know, we just talked about two. I don't, I don't really understand how, how so many people were playing teams like the Colts or even the Broncos on Monday night. Those are very risky Survivor uh, selections in my mind. I think the one here you have to play this week is the Packers. It's got to be the Packers. You know, they were embarrassed last year in week one, 38-3 by the Saints. Uh, they came back with a blowout win over the Lions the next week. Last week, not surprised that the Vikings got the win. Uh, the Packers just treat preseason as a nuisance, and week one is kind of like their dress rehearsal game. And uh, Aaron Rodgers was talking, uh, I think, today about how you have to have patience with a lot of these young receivers. Well, the Packers were shorthanded on offense last, last week. David Bakhtiari was not there on the offensive line. Alan Lazard, the number one receiver, was not there. Uh, this is going to be a get-right game for the Packers, similar to Week 2 last year. And the Bears had a wide Danny, I think, 204 total yards against the Niners. And uh, uh, they were outgained by 130 yards or so in that game. I think it's going to be back to reality for the Bears and uh, probably going to be a blowout win for Green Bay in that game. I don't like to play big favorites. I'm not sure. I'm going to lay the points, but if you're talking about a survivor strategy, I think the Packers have to be your play this week. And I know if you're in a survivor contest, you want to map out your strategy several weeks down the road. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always, if I were in that, I'm not in that. I'm in the Circuit Millions in the Westgate Super Contest, but in a survivor contest, I'm just, I would have that in the back of my mind, but I would just be trying to survive every week. You're watching the half of the contestants get knocked out in week one. Yeah. I'm just trying to advance to week two and week three, and I think the Packers give you the best chance uh, to advance this week. 
Yep. I, uh, as a Bears fan, first of all, I don't disagree with you there. I mean, knowing Aaron Rodgers is on the other side, hard to uh, put that much confidence in Chicago. As for Survivor in the other sense, I was one of those people to get knocked out because two out of the three entries that I had in a Survivor pool out here in Illinois, I had on the Titans. I still think they should have won that game. Just absolutely dreadful how they <laughs> blew it. Uh, the third entry, I did have the Ravens, though. That was like my, okay, if all goes to hell and the Titans lose, then the Ravens will be my safety net. So I did instill that in one of them. So I got now one to stay alive and uh, still deciding who I may go for week two, maybe looking at the Broncos because they kind of got a tough schedule going down the rest of the way. But still some time to decide, so uh, should be fun to see what kind of mayhem happens in week two. But Matt, as always, my man, thank you for making some time. Thank you for your insight for Thursday night football folks make sure you follow him on twitter at matt humans 247 but thanks again buddy and uh best luck with all your action you got going this week all right you bet thanks Danny, and good luck to you this weekend man Okay, big shout out to our guy Matt Humans for making some time like he will every single week previewing Thursday Night Football. Great insight and advice. Hopefully his bets can come through. If you want more from Matt, make sure to follow him on Twitter at MattHumans247. And folks, if you want not only more from Matt, but the entire VEASAN team, make sure you become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You get access to our hourly pro tips, best bets from VEASAN experts, daily articles, power rankings, and expanded digital content along with tools to help you become a better better. So check it out at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Now, I know we got into props a little bit, Matt and I did, uh, but I did want to spend some time kind of doing it individually. If you ever listened or watched my show, Rush Hour, we had a segment on there called Prop Shelf, one of my favorite segments. And basically, it meant what were the top props? Top props of a primetime game, top props of the entire Sunday slate. I'm going to implement this pretty much for most, if not maybe two out of the three or all three episodes throughout the week. Nevertheless, the point is here, I wanted to label out some props that I did have some bets on and some that just really stood out to me. So let's get into it for Thursday Night Football. And again, we'll do this pretty much every episode, but here's the first official edition of Eason's Pro Football Betting Podcast, Prop Shelf. I like Matt's thoughts here on Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, I was really, really close to pulling the trigger on his passing yards over. The, the line has kind of been wonky, and Matt and I are recording this on Wednesday afternoon, and the line when I was talking to him was 295.5 up to 297.5, and, and then right after I saw about a 290 in the hook with the juice to the over minus 125. The more and more I thought it, because I'm telling you, I was teetering back and forth on this one. Ultimately, I'm not going to play the over on Patrick Mahomes' passing yards. Now, he did get 360 in week one when he didn't need to. He just kept punishing the Arizona Cardinals. So then you're thinking, well, if he did that in a game that's a blowout, what's he going to do now against an offense that is going to force him to have to throw more because we know the Chargers are more than capable of keeping up or leading offensively, thus leading Patrick Mahomes to having to pass the ball. And you're right. Don't get me wrong. That's why I was considering this so much. And Derek Carr with three interceptions threw for 295 yards against this Chargers secondary, and of course, they may be missing J.C. Jackson. But 295.5, where it's pretty much going to consensus-wise, it's getting pretty steep. 
It really is. And I do, it's not that I think the Chiefs are going to run the ball. It's more so I'm looking for a little bit better value that's not so inflated based on what happened last week and based on what's happened in the past for Patrick Mahomes versus the Chargers. So saying that, yeah, I lean toward the over 295 and a half, but I just think it's a little too high. That takes me to the passing completions. 26 and a half is still available in the state of Illinois, but a lot of books are now teetering up to 27 in the hook. I'm playing over 26 and a half pass completions at minus 114 for Patrick Mahomes. Folks, again, you look at the sample size against the Chargers from just last year, 27 completions in the first game that they lost, the Chiefs did. Uh, the second game, he had 31 completions. So he's gone over it in the last two matchups against his Chargers team, the most recent sample size being in 2021, where you had Justin Herbert really emerging and you had Brandon Staley as your head coach. So maybe schematics are at least somewhat similar, right? So you could take a good look at that and understand that it could be applied maybe to this year, even though it is a different season. Well, you look back even at 2020, Mahomes went 27 of 47 against his Chargers team. So since Justin Herbert has been in the mix, Mahomes has been in some shootouts with him, and he's really gone over these prop marks. Now, if you also kind of didn't notice, the pass attempts has gone way over. 47 for Mahomes in 2020, and then you look at 2021 in terms of Mahomes' pass attempts against the Chargers. The numbers then also still eclipse 40. 47 was the most recent. And then 44 was the first matchup last year against the Chargers. So you could do passing attempts over 40 and a half. But he has gone over his completions more so than attempts. And there could be a scenario to where the Chiefs really get out to a good lead. And just like we saw against the Cardinals, yeah, they can pass and be efficient with it, but they don't need to be excessive. And I guess that's relative to Mahomes. They're always excessive compared to the rest of the NFL. But against the Cardinals, Mahomes threw 38 or 39, pardon me, pass attempts, completed 30. So he could stay under it and still get over his completions is what I'm saying because they could be really efficient with a lot of checkdowns, which you saw implemented to the trio of running backs, right? You got Sky Moore now in the mix. Got Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and especially if this Chargers secondary is banged up, and if you get some pressure coming a lot from Khalil Mack and Bosa, well, you could do those short, easy passes that will rack up the number for completions. And again, if they get a comfortable enough lead, maybe they don't throw as much, but you could be safe enough if they're throwing a hell of a lot in the first half. Now, I would take over 40 and a half, but again, that's still so much that I give a slight advantage to the lower number of completions of 26 and a half, which isn't completely outrageous. And again, with Mahomes, neither is 40 and a half, but I feel a little bit safer with the shorter number of 26 in the hook for Mahomes over that for his completions number. So a very strong lean to his over passing yards, a very, very strong lean to him over 40 and a half passing attempts. Ultimately, though, with Mahomes in passing, I'm going over his completions at 26 in the hook. He's gone over this mark in the last three matchups against the Chargers. The offense is going to be competing. He'll be needing to throw. If he got 30 against the Cardinals in a blowout, should be a closer, higher scoring affair. Maybe not higher scoring, but a closer back and forth affair to where Mahomes will be forced to be concise and efficient once again. One more bet that I've got with Mahomes, and this is a little bit more peculiar because it involves his rushing yards. 
And it stood out to me because I was just looking at trends, sample sizes, and what have you. And he has faced the Chargers, folks, in seven games. Seven career games has Mahomes gone up against the Chargers. The consistent trend, except for one game that I saw, is he has gotten a lot of rushing yards. The best number for Patrick Mahomes' rushing yards prop is 16 and a half, minus 115. I also pulled the trigger on that over. Six out of seven career games versus the Chargers, he has rushed for more than 16 and a half rushing yards. Now, it's not just dumb luck, let's be honest. A lot of it has to do with the schemes, with the matchups. What does Patrick Mahomes like to do? What do the Chiefs' offense like to do? They like to send their receivers deep which in turn takes the secondary deep and sends them downfield. Well, then that opens up all the beginning stages of the field, more by the lines of scrimmage, a.k.a. viable running lanes for one Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's sent deep because they're used to him just slinging it and they have so many receiving threats. Well, nothing's open. It's covered. All right, Patrick Mahomes, take the safe 10-yard run. Do that a few times through. Or you could even consider it from the side of the Chargers now having even more of a loaded defensive front with Bosa and Mack, they're going to be sending the heat more so. They'll be bringing the pressure. That'll force Mahomes out of the pocket. He'll have to scramble. He'll have to improvise. And then that can really put him in a good area to get those running yards even more so. So there's a reason why this has happened so consistently with Patrick Mahomes. And I think that reason will once again show up on Thursday night and I think he can get advantage of a solid number of his rushing yards over 16 in the hook. It seems kind of weird to bet it with Mahomes in a running prop, but hey, folks, six out of seven career games, it adds up when you think about all the schematics. Patrick Mahomes, the dude is an athlete with throwing and running. Let's take advantage of the 16 in the hook and go over rushing yards with Patrick Mahomes. So those are my two official plays for Prop Shell for Thursday night. Over 26.5 passing completions and over 16.5 rushing yards for one Patrick Mahomes. The other one that I really kind of considered outside of Mahomes, I'll just spend a minute on this, Austin Eckler. Maybe take a look at him over receptions or receiving yards. Now that Keenan Allen's out of the mix, you don't have a num- another number one receiver, right? You have kind of just a bunch of mid-tier guys who... Canyon, uh, Justin Herbert, pardon me, turns into really strong receivers because that's how good Herbert is. But the safe and really talented option is the checkdowns, the screens to Austin Eckler. We saw him get about six receptions in the first game. I imagine he could do that again. So I ultimately didn't get there with an official play, but if you're looking for a prop on the side of the Chargers, consider Austin Eckler over four and a half receptions. Minus 110 is about the best odds that I've seen here in the state of Illinois. But that's it, folks. That's what I'm rocking with as of this moment for Thursday Night Football. If I add anything else, if you want any other people's perspectives on this game and then all the other games throughout the NFL season, once again, make sure you become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Check it out at vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, that's going to do it for another edition of VSIN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Make sure you tune in on Friday morning as Mike Palm and I will take you through every single game on the slate Talk more props, talk more survivor contest strategies, plenty of teasers, and much more. Until then, best of luck with all your wagers for the Chiefs and the Chargers, and we'll catch up again soon.